God, let me pray. Father, I love you. Lord, I'm so grateful for such an amazing church, for such an amazing group of believers. It's so humbling that you would allow me to pastor such a great church and be in such a good community. Father, my heart this morning is that every person is touched, every person is ministered to. Father, I want to take just a moment and pray for Jerusalem. Father, I pray for the peace of Jerusalem, just like the Scripture says to. Father, I pray that your grace and your protecting, loving hand is on the nation of Israel and that you care about the Jewish people. Father, lead us and guide us as your church and as the body of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said... Amen. If you did not hear last week's message, you need to get online this week and listen to it. TCF.church, and you can listen to it. It's called Surrender. Uh, this morning is called Burn the White Flag. If you didn't hear last week, uh, you need to get it, and then, and then it makes this morning even better. Last week, what did we talk about? Well, we talked about surrendering to God. We talked about bowing our knee to God, not just to Jesus as our Savior, but to surrender our life to him. Lord, here's my family. Here's my marriage, my kids kids, my wife. Lord, Lord, here's my grandkids. Here's my job. Here's my business. Lord, here are my fears. Here are my worries. Lord, I want to surrender my life to you. We talked about you may need to do it every hour. You may need to do it every day. Uh, I've been doing it in my prayer life, and I've just been taking time to do just what I did. Lord, I humble myself before you. And, and Lord, you're, you're big. You're strong. You're good. And Lord, I'm small and I'm weak. And I don't mean that as an insult, but it's the truth. And, Lord, you can have my empire of dirt. Amen? That's what Johnny Cash said. You can have my empire of dirt. Right? Whatever you build in your life, it's worm food. You know that, right? You're worm food. Okay? Look at the person next to you and say, you're worm food. You're worm food. Till resurrection morning. Amen? Then you're not going to be worm food. But the point is, is everything we have is temporary. Now, with that being said and that being taken care of, what I want to talk to you about this morning is burning the white flag. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, I want you to look toward heaven, which we did, and you do, and say, Jesus, here's my life. I surrender. I surrender my wallet. I surrender my business. I surrender my family. And then when your gaze drops from heaven down to the horizon, and you again see your mountains, you again see your giants, you again see the troubles, when you again see the problems, that you make a decision with God's help, with his grace, with his strength. I'm going to burn the white flag in my life, and I'm never again going to surrender. I'm not going to surrender to darkness. I'm not going to surrender to temptation. I'm not going to surrender to oppression. I'm not going to surrender to discouragement. I'm not going to surrender to heartache, and the list goes on and on and on. We raised the white flag last week. I'm going to fly this, by the way, in front of the church all week. Today, we're burning the white flag. I'm no longer going to submit to sin. I'm no longer going to be discouraged. I'm no longer going to be happy with my addictions. I'm no longer going to be happy with the things going on in my life that I don't like, and I'm burning the white flag. Listen, the backdrop for most of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, but most of the Bible is warfare. The backdrop of the Word of God is war. Listen to what the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about war, battles, swords, armor, dark armies, evil kingdoms, fighting, resisting, overcoming, and winning. Every one of us in this room are facing a battle. 
Every one of you in here are fighting battles. Some of you are fighting battles that no one knows about but you. Even your spouse or your closest friends don't know. Some of you are fighting battles that other people do know about and they are aware of. But every one of us are fighting a battle. I heard a great quote not very long ago and I love it. It says, be kind to everyone you see because they're fighting a great battle. You and I live in a world at war. Now, we know there's physical war going on. Jesus said so. He said that there will always be wars and rumors of wars until the righteous king Jesus sets up his rule. But there's also spiritual war going on. You and I live in a world where there's a clash of two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. But do you know what? Most Christians don't live like it. Most Christians live their life like I have Jesus and he has me and I blow it most of the time and God's kind of not happy with me and so I got to try to do better so he'll be happy with me. You haven't been quiet. Why in the world would the Bible say put on armor and pick up a sword? Why would the Bible talk about kingdoms and evil and darkness if you and I weren't in a war? So the thing I want you to see this morning is every one of you are facing a battle. Listen to what it says. There's not one square inch of neutral ground in the spirit realm. Now, let me say it again. I don't want you to miss this. There's not one square inch of neutral ground in the spirit realm. There is no Switzerland in the spirit realm. Every square inch is being fought for every single day. By the way, so is your heart. Listen, the devil's fighting for your heart, and so is God fighting for your heart. What did we find out last week? God is good, and he offers life. The devil is bad, and he offers death. And primarily the way he does it is through our culture. Jesus Christ is offering life. He wants you to give your heart to him. He wants you to surrender to him. Listen, whatever you're facing this morning, what giant, what mountain, what enemy, what temptation, here's what I want you to leave with this morning, that you're going to decide that you're never going to give up again. Now, you're not fighting to get God to love you. He already loves you. You're not fighting on your own strength. You're fighting with his strength. But whatever mountain, when you look out in your life, whatever mountain you see, you decide today, I'm not going to ever surrender. When I get knocked down, I'm going to get back up, and I'm literally going to burn the white flag of surrender. I want to tell you this morning, a story this morning out of Deuteronomy chapter 3. <clears throat> Nebuchadnezzar is an evil king, and he's a king in Babylon. And they sack the nation of Israel. And when they win this battle and they take Israel over, they take the brightest and the best of Israel. They take their young men and their young women. They take those that are smart. They take those that are talented. They basically rape the land of the best people. And then Nebuchadnezzar takes them back with him to Babylon. You know the names of four of them. One is the name of Daniel. You know the, Chi the Chinese. Where Chinese come from? I tried to say children's and Chinese came out. Okay, maybe I had some Chinese heritage. I don't know, right? The children's Bible story of Daniel in the lion's den, and you know that story. The other three that you know are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three Hebrew children. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, and I'm going to shorten his name to Neb, and it really should be Nub, okay? 
uh, he decides that he's pretty proud of himself. He's, he's pretty excited. He's king of a powerful country. He's overrun the nation of Israel. He's come up, up against God, and he's pretty happy with himself. So he decides to build a gold statue that's 90 feet tall. That's the length of this room from this wall to this wall is 90 feet. And he takes, can you imagine if we built a statue 90 feet tall and went out here into the plains of West Texas and raised it up? Imagine how tall that would be from there to there. It's 90 feet tall, and it's made out of solid gold. And he builds it in his likeness, and he tells everybody, we're going to have the worship team come, and they're going to play. And when they get done playing, everybody's going to get on their knees. Everybody's going to bow, and everybody's going to worship. And they're going to worship me, and they're going to worship my false gods. Now, there's a statement in the Bible, and I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to look at the story. It says that his leaders came to him, and here's what they said. But there are some Jews. Now, don't miss this. Nebuchadnezzar has this plan for everybody to worship him, but he doesn't count on these three Hebrew boys. And his leaders come to him and say, but there are some Jews. Now, Nebuchadnezzar is the devil character in this story. The devil longs to be worshipped. Do you remember what he told Jesus? If you'll fall and worship me, I'll give you the earth. The devil wants you to surrender. The devil wants you to compromise. The devil wants you to give in, and he wants your worship. And it says the leaders came to Nebuchadnezzar and said, but there There are some Jews. So when the devil knocks on your door and says, I'm here to tempt you, I'm here to attack you, I'm here to steal from you, when you look out the window in the morning with your coffee cup and you see the mountains in the horizon, and I don't mean the physical mountains, I mean the mountains in your life, the enemies in your life, you know what the scripture says? But there are some men in Tulia. There are some women in Tulia. There are some men and women in West Texas. You see, when the devil comes after you with his plans, it's the very same thing that they said to Nebuchadnezzar. God is saying to to the devil, but I got some people in Tulia who are serving me. I've got some people in Tulia who refuse to surrender. I've got some people in Tulia who are not going to give in to your temptation. Now, here's what happens. You probably know the story. Some of you may not. Those three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, say, uh, we're not bowing. We're not bowing. We're not compromising. We've raised our white flag, but we raised it to our God. And we're not raising one to you or to your God. So he says, well, I'm going to throw you in the fiery furnace. And they say, oh, there's going to be a fire, all right. Yeah, there's going to be a fire, all right. But it's the fire of our white flag being burned. Okay, we've burned our flag, we've had our fire, and we refuse to surrender, we refuse to compromise, we refuse to give in. Now, don't miss this, the devil always comes at you with little things. How easy would it be just to bow? Lord, I, I don't really mean it, but I'm doing it so Nebby will leave me alone. You know, so Lord, we're bound to that stupid idol, but we, you know we really love you, right? Right? It's not the big things, it's the little things, Okay? you got to understand that, but they refuse to bow. And I want to read to you this morning in Daniel 3, starting with verse 14. Listen to what it says. It says, Nebi, or Nebuchadnezzar, said to them, It's true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I've set up. And they say, he says, I will give you one more chance to bow and to worship the statue I've made when you hear the sound of the instruments, when the worship team comes up. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, do not, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. Now, don't miss this. 
Listen to me very carefully. You do not need to defend yourself. God will defend you. Once you raise the flag of surrender, once you burn the flag of compromise, God himself will fight for you. God himself will take care of you. Now, I've told you this many times before, but it's worth repeating right here. God told us as a church, you put your money into a kid's building, and you reach kids, and you help kids that can't help themselves, and I will go to war for you. And that's exactly what he's done. When you lay your life down before God, you know what God says? I will go to war for you. You burn the flag, and I'll go to war for you. And that's exactly what he did. Listen to it. Let me keep reading. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Don't you love that? They say, your majesty. Now, I think what's amazing is they still respected him. They weren't afraid to say that. Hey, God's going to save us from your power, your majesty. Then we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up. And they said in there, even if God doesn't save us, we're not going to fall. Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times harder than usual. He ordered some of the strongest men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring fire. Suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw him into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I love that. It's a roaring fire. You've been by a roaring fire before? He had to shout because the fire is so loud. It says he shouted, look in the fire, there's somebody else there. There's a fourth man there. And it says they're unbound and walking around and the fourth in the fire unharmed. And the fourth man looks like a God. Now, here's a better translation of that. It says the fourth man was like the Son of God. The fourth man in the fire, folks, is Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus hadn't been born yet. That doesn't happen for some time. This is the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. When those three Hebrew boys wouldn't bow, and they were thrown into the fire, and they'd already had a fire, and they'd burned their white flag, and they refused to surrender to compromise. They refused to give in to darkness. They refused to give in to the kingdom of the enemy. Jesus stepped in the fire with them. Jesus was there with him. Now, don't miss this. Here's something that's so amazing. Kurt said it several months ago when he talked about this. He said, Jesus didn't take them out of the fire. He stood with them in the fire. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand this morning. For a long time in my life, one of my greatest battles has been the battle of being on my own. When my father's killed when I'm 18 years old, at that point in my life, I felt like I'm on my own. It's up to me. I have to make it happen. And I struggled with that for many, many, many years, that I'm on my own. I don't have a dad. My mom was brokenhearted and, and didn't even almost have the will to live. And I felt like I couldn't trust God anymore because my dad was dead. And I struggled with that battle. Don't miss this. You're not alone. You're not on your own. 
whatever mountain you're facing, whatever battle you're facing, what, however impossible it looks this morning, you're not on your own. Whatever fire you're standing in, how big the flames are, how much it's raising, doctor's report, financial report, marriage trouble, kids not doing good, wondering what's going to happen tomorrow. What about our retirement? What about America? Whatever fire you're standing in, Jesus is right there with you. And you're not on your own. Amen? You want to get amen? Come on. Amen. Now, let me finish. It says, then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the fire. Can you see? Man, it's hot, right? To the furnace and shouted this. He shouted again. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now he sees, right? Servants of the Most High God. Come on out of the fire. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Now, don't miss this right here. They're in the fire with Jesus. Their bonds have burned off, but their clothes are not on fire. Their hair is not cinched. Jesus is with them. And when he says, you guys, come on out, I believe they all high-five Jesus. And he said, you boys, go on. I got this. And he went on back to heaven, and they stepped out of the fire. And listen to what Nebuchadnezzar says. It says, the fire had not touched them. Not on the hair on their head was singed. Their clothes were not scorched. They didn't smell like smoke. Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command, were willing to die rather than to serve or worship any God except their own. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people... Whatever their race, nation, language speaks a word against the God of these Hebrew boys. They'll tear them limb from limb. Their houses will be turned into a heap of rubble because there's no God who can rescue like their God. Listen to this statement. Never quit. If you stumble, get back up. What happened yesterday no longer matters. Today is another day. Get back up. Move closer to your dreams and goals. You can do it. Let me read to you again. Never quit. If you stumble, get back up. What happened yesterday no longer matters. Today's another day. Get back on track. Move closer to your dreams and goals. You can do it. What are you talking about today, Pastor? I'm talking about you surrendering to Jesus, but then after that, you burn the white flag and you refuse to surrender. Listen, if you've been knocked down, it's okay. Get back up. Listen, if you decided you're going to go on a diet and last night you ate a whole half gallon of Bluebell uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream, it's okay. Get back up. Amen? I mean, I got home the other day with mint chocolate chip bluebell. My wife's like, you should not have bought that. And it's like, I know it. And, you know, I've learned, get a bowl. Don't, don't dare go sit down on the couch and hold that half gallon. Because you know what happens, right? You wake up and the whole entire thing is gone. And it's like, what have I done? Listen, don't give up. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever's going on in your life. I want to read to you in Ephesians 6.10. I just talked about ice cream because that's my world, all right? You may not have an ice cream problem, okay? All right? It could be cocaine. At least it's just ice cream, right? I mean, come on. Come on, right? I mean, I mean, right. I mean, you know, come on. Okay. I mean, that just helps everything. You know, I'm playing. I'm playing. All addictions are bad. Amen? All right. There's not, there's not one better than another. All right. Ephesians 6.10. Man, some of y'all aren't doing cocaine, are you? I mean, it's like y'all you kind of woke y'all up, man. All right. Here we go. Listen to Ephesians 6.10. I love this. He says three words. This is a final word. I love this. It's an encouragement. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Now, I'm going to read the rest of it, but I want to stop right there, and I want you to see something really powerful. Here's what I'm not asking you to do. 
I'm not asking you to be strong in yourself. I'm not asking you to grit your teeth. I'm not asking you to bear down. I'm not asking you to get more disciplined. I'm not asking you to do any of that. What I'm asking you to do is, once you've surrendered to Christ, you burn the white flag of surrender, and you decide that you're going to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You lean on him. You lean on Jesus. You don't lean on yourself. You don't lean on your own ability. When you feel like throwing your hands in the air, when you feel like giving up, when you feel like you can't do it anymore, you rely on him and you trust in him. Listen to the next verse. It says, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. Stop right there. Let me tell you one of the most powerful truths you'll ever learn as a New Testament Christian. You have an enemy, and it's not people. You have an enemy, and he's organized, and he hates your guts. Does he use people? Absolutely, he does use people. If you've been hurt by people, if you've been done dirty by people, you know the enemy uses people. But this will really help you. People are not your enemy. It's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not your kids, it's not your boss. You do have an enemy. And sometimes God, the devil, the enemy will use people to come against you. But listen, you know what you're supposed to be doing? Praying for them, crying out to God for them, getting on your knees. Hey, pastor, I don't get along with my boss. He doesn't really like me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Father, I lift my boss to you, and I pray you touch him and strengthen him and open his heart, and you bless his family. You see, that's what we do as Christians. See, and you've got to recognize that you have an enemy, but it's not people. This is what he says. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in times of evil. After the battle, you'll stand still and be standing firm. Let me show you two things. Here's the simplest way to resist the devil. In the name of Jesus, get off me. You want to yell? It's okay, yell. I don't care if you yell. There's nothing wrong with yelling, but you don't have to yell. You can act like me, but you don't have to, right? But you don't have to. All you have to do is say, in the name of Jesus, Satan, you can't have my husband. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my teenage son. You can't have my job. You can't have my house. You can't have my washer and dryer. You can't have my car. Ah, well, God doesn't care about that stuff. Yes, he does. He's your father. I said, yes, he does. He's your father. He cares about those things. See, one of the biggest lies of the devil is, oh, the devil doesn't care about my, I mean, God doesn't care about my job. He doesn't care. He, he's, he's running the universe, right? He is running the universe, but he cares. He cares. Listen, stand strong. The last thing it says is this, having done all to stand, stand therefore. What's that mean? That means I surrender first. Lord, here's my life. Then once I stand back up and I look at my mountain, I'm never surrendering again. Am I going to get knocked down? Oh, you bet I am. Am I going to be discouraged? Oh, you bet I am. I heard somebody say one time that you cannot succeed yourself out of discouragement. Let me say it again. You cannot succeed yourself out of discouragement. Oh, if my business would just grow 10%. Oh, if the church would just get bigger, I wouldn't be discouraged. You can't succeed yourself out of discouragement. You're going to have discouraging days. But you know what you do? You lean on God and you say, God, I can't raise the white flag to the enemy anymore because I've burned it. I've raised it to you and I've taken care of that. Now you're going to take care of me. Listen, you can give up or you can get up. 
Those are the two choices you have. Look at that. Isn't that good? You can give up or you can get up. Every single day you make that choice. Let me read you a verse out of James 4, 7. James 4, 7. I love this verse. Humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Three simple truths. Truth number one, Lord, I humble myself. I humble myself before you, Lord. Lord, I get out of bed in the morning and I go in the living room and I humble myself. Lord, I give you today. Thank you for the breath in my life. Thank you for the money in my bank account, the job you so graciously given me, the home, the amazing marriage and kids and granddaughter and more grandkids to come. Lord, I give you my life. And you stand up and you resist. Get your stinking, dirty, sin-stained, devil-filled hands off my life. Resist the devil. And you know what he'll do? He has to get out. It says he will flee. One translation says he flees as in terror. But see, here's what lots of us do. Oh, Lord, the devil's after me. And you know what the devil says? Get the cake and ice cream out. We're going to have a party. <laughs> right? Right? You know, my little granddaughter, she's beginning to be independent. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Amen? She's sitting in her high chair next to me, and I get the grace and the pleasure to feed her. And I was feeding her pears, you know, cut up pears. And I was feeding her to her with the fork feeding her pears and then she'd play with them and she'd put one in her mouth and put one in my mouth and you know and, and now don't miss this she put it in her mouth first took it out and put it in my mouth okay and I ate it happy <laughs> yeah I would my, my wife couldn't do that right I ain't eating that that's nasty but when she did it, it was okay you know what about the third time I fed her you know what she did she reached up and took that fork by the handle and pulled it out of my hand and said I, I'm gonna do it myself now she didn't say that she's not talking to good yet but she wanted to do it herself get that fork away from her she'll stab her eyeball right i know you gotta be careful right but she's independent listen you know what god wants us to do grow up humble resist and walk with god and refuse to surrender refuse to give in one more quote grit is contagious so is quitting listen every one of you have grit you know how i know you're from west texas right we've all got come on y'all now the only person in here that wouldn't have any grit would be if a yankee snuck in right and i don't see any yankees in here this morning so maybe one might have snuck in i don't know but you have grit now sometimes that grit can get you in trouble but here's what i want you to understand god loves it when you stand strong god loves it when you have grit grit is contagious if you'll be strong that strength spreads to others but quitting is contagious too let me close with this. All I want you to do is burn the white flag in your life. And as you face your mountains, refuse to surrender. Refuse to give in. Trust God in every area of your life. Amen? Bow your head and let me pray for you. Father God, I love you. Lord, I'm thankful for all that you're doing in our lives. Lord, we surrendered to you last week. Lord, I've been doing it every day this week. And I've given you my life and my heart and all that holds dear to me. And Lord, today we burn the white flag. We refuse to surrender to the devil. We refuse to surrender to temptation. We refuse to surrender to darkness. 
Lord, that our mountains come down because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Father, my prayer this morning is that every person here is strengthened, every person here is encouraged and refreshed. And, Lord, we burn the white flag in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Would you all stand?